Huyama, Koroma, Pakekema, Tangatahima, Tamarekima, Ehoma, Tino Pai to Kitia Koto and all. No, my hockey, my Kitia Tene Mote Toho Pakia. So good to see everyone. Uh, I hope everyone has had some level of a holiday or a break for those that haven't and are just staring at me going, I work all the way through. Just the love of Jesus be over you, man. So, um, <clears throat> Kapai. Oh, actually, I need to ask for kapai. Just before I start today, I want to just give. I where is my where's my friends? Where have they gone? Is Anahita still here? She's not here. Okay, kapai. Um, where's Maurice? Oh yeah, Maurice. Maurice, I just felt like uh, the Lord wanted to whisper something over you this year, which is that this year was going to be a year where you experience in yourself a real significant spiritual authority, where it's like, I felt God say that he's, you've been faithfully following and following and following and following, but that God was like gracing you with a, um, with a leading in yourself this year, where something that was going to sort of switch over, where you're going to be able to, you're going to notice uh, the leading voice of the Holy Spirit going, hey, I need you to do this, I need you to speak here, I need you to sing that. I need you to bring this person there. And it was going to become, it was going to like activate your relationship with Jesus in a whole other way. And I just felt like the Lord wanted to really bless you, that there is, I've been reading numbers at the moment. And in it, whenever they have conflict with the people, there's always this conversation where Moses is like, is not God the one that pulled you out of slavery? Is God not the one that pulled you through the Red Sea, you flippin' whining, you know, and he just... It's like the, 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 the salvation of their people, he has to keep reminding them of that. And I just felt like what um, God was encouraging in your story is not to underestimate how much of the miraculous work of God has been taking place in you. Because sometimes coming out of no, no Jesus story and into Jesus can sometimes be easier than coming out of an angry Jesus story, a controlling Jesus story, um, an ultra-religious Jesus story, and finding who Jesus really is. And I just felt like God wanted to say, you need to keep declaring, this is the God that brought me out. This is the God that's walked me through, and it will be for me and the generations that follow me. This is our story. Look what God has done in me. And so I just, I pray the authority of heaven over you. I pray that there would be like a switch that would go off on you this year. We're a new level of noticing and sensing what the Spirit of Jesus is saying to you, saying to the church, how he's calling you to lead. And so I want to speak over you your, the worthiness of heaven over your life. Uh, you are worthy through the blood of the Lamb, through what Jesus has done on the cross to receive every good gift. And so I just bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, yes. Kapai. Is you, oh, yes. I just had a word for your tane. Is that all right? Yes, kapai. Awesome, thank you guys. So, brother, I just, um, oh man, look at this coming all the way up the front, how good. Um, I, um, do you want to tell everyone your name? Kapai. Uh, so, um, Simon is um, from Ratana Origins. Yep, kapai. And, um, uh, bro, I just said this word for you. I felt like God wanted to say to you that he wanted to break like an intergenerational despair that sits in, even in the family line, that part that, uh, you know, you might get to certain places and spaces where you go, oh, I'm stuck, or oh, I don't actually know how to get out of this. 
and it's like the spiral that goes down and down and down. And I actually feel like God says that he's made you to be like a really joyous person. But you've had so many uh, like setbacks and defeats that it's felt like at times like you've lost your joy. And I felt like God wanted us to restore that to you this year. So I'm just going to pray over you. Is that all right, bro? Uh, Lord, I just want to bless home one of the, uh, this year. I pray, Lord Jesus, your joy. I pray for a real relationship, for people that truly know him, truly love him, and truly care about him. And I want to pray, God, that this year, let this year be a year of breakthrough, breakthrough from whatever despair might be coming to steal, to kill, destroy, whatever despair of the mind, despair of the heart, whatever sadness might plague. I want to pray, Jesus, would you set them free? Lord, would you fill him with your spirit today? Fill him with your spirit even now. Touch his heart, Lord God. Breathe your life into him. I pray this over you, my brother, in Jesus' name, be filled. Amen. Amen. Awesome, bro. Thank you, man. Kapai. Okay, so I have been doing uh, keto now for two weeks, and no one has said anything. I'm almost at bodybuilding level, and silence. Just silence. Kapai. Communities of encouragement, eh? Yeah. It's obviously noticeable. <laughs> Probably more noticeable in my moods, to be honest. Um, Kapai, hey, uh, we're going we're gonna to stand together and we're going to read the scriptures together this morning. Kapai, I've got a PowerPoint if you can chuck that up. Thank you, Stace. Okay. Right. Kia hari tonu i roto i te ariki. Ko tāku kupu anō tēnei kia hari. Kia mōhiotia tō koutou ngākau ngāwari e ngā tangata kātoa. Kua tata te ariki. Kaua e mā nuka nuka ki tētahi mea. Engari, i ngā mea katoa, whakāturia ki te atua, ngā mea e matea ai e koutou, i runga i te karakia, i te inoi, me te whakawhetai hoki. A, mā te mārie o te atua, e kore nei e taia te whakāro, e tiaki o koutou ngākau, o koutou hiningaro, i roto ia i kraiti ihu. He oi, e o kuteina. Ponoana, ko ngā mea e whai honore ana, ko ngā mea e tika ana, ko ngā mea e kino kore ana, ko ngā mea e atāhua ana, ko ngā mea e kōrerotia paitia ana, ki te mea he pai, ki te mea he whakamoimeti, whakāroa e nei mea, ko ngā mea i whakākona ki a koutou, i riro i a koutou, i rungo ai, i kite ai rā nei ki a hau. Mahia e nei, a ka noho te atua o te rangi mārie ki a koutou. Celebrate God all day, every day. I mean revel in him. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet that you're on their side, working with them and not against them. Help them see that the master is about to arrive. He could show up any minute. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your mind and meditating on things true, Noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, 
the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice what you learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that, and God, who makes everything work together, will work you into his most excellent harmony. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, so a commonly cited study from the University of Scranton suggests that only about 8% of people achieve their New Year's resolutions. This figure is often attributed to research published in the Journey of Clinical Psychology. A survey by Comres found that 60, 66% of Britons who made New Year's resolutions admitted to breaking them within a month. Uh, according to a statistic brain study, the top three New Year's resolutions for back then in 2017 were related to losing weight, getting organized, and spending less or saving more. The study reported that 41% of Americans usually make New Year's resolutions, but only about 9.2% felt that they were successful in achieving them. So around 8 to 9% of people are sticking at resolutions. Now, there's something inherently admirable about New Year's resolutions, isn't there? Because they're always positive. They're, I've got to do with whole water. I'm going to make better decisions. I'm going to have the best marriage ever. I mean, no one ever sets out to have a New Year's resolution and go, this year, I'm going to have the worst relationship with my children ever. I'm, I'm gunning for it. It's going to be hard work, but I'm going to stick at it. Like, no one is that psychotic. If they are, they need lots of help. Uh, but there is something ingrained in our human psyche, and I would say that that, that thing is hope. There is a part of us that even when things are crashing and burning around us is wired to hope. Maybe it could be better than this. Maybe, just maybe, there is a tomorrow that looks brighter, that feels different to what I'm experiencing and knowing in this moment. One of the, the symptoms they recognize of, of depression is that people uh, are unable to imagine a brighter or a different day one of the things that happens. Now think about it. Some of you go into shock when the word running slips into conversation, like, Ugh. but there you go, buying $300 running shoes this year because it's part of your resolution, and all of a sudden it feels romantic. You've got these ideas in your head of just gliding along 15 kilometers, just praying and interceding for the nation. And then all of a sudden, you get one kilometer deep into that first run, and you're like, everything hurts. My knees, my back, my, you know, or is that just me? Is that just me? All right. Couple, I'm the only honest one in the room. That's all right. Some of you are never eating meat again. Some of you are only eating meat. Some of you are never eating dairy. Some of you only dairy. Fast food, never, never again. Some of you are that you're going to save money and not buy as much junk as long as that started after the New Year's Day sales. And uh, you've got all these resolutions in mind. And for some, your goals feel a lot more serious than that. Some of you, it's getting free from the addictions that have plagued you your whole life, right? Whether that's substance abuse or maybe that it's even a behavioral cycle of anger and violence or whatever it might be. Some of you, you've got things that you want to uh, champion in your own whānau story. You want to learn your native tongue. You want to repair relationship with your family. 
you want to take your walk with Jesus more seriously because you feel like maybe, just maybe, the good news has just become news and you're no longer sure about how it's meant to be good in your life? They vary in seriousness, right? I'm doing keto because I'm sore from being too heavy and because I want to look awesome. And I've already achieved that second goal, so... It's just really now about the health benefits. So what do we do when we have these goals that we've got in mind? We activate them. We start ourselves into the goals and, and the, the ambitions, that, the resolutions that we see, don't we? We get ourselves going and 8% of us smash it. 8% <laughs> of us crush our goals and we get to the end and we're like, I'm awesome. And I want to say this, I dare say a large portion of that 8% achieved those goals because of personality wiring, not because they're better than everyone else, probably because they've got consistency, number one on Strength Finder. I've got consistency like somewhere down the tail end of glory, which means that I am fighting consistency every single day of my life, all right? Now, last week, I sat in, this is just a little glimpse of, of my office, you can just imagine like angels around that part. But um, I sat in my office and I sat down in a chair like this, this exact chair actually, and I went, okay, Lord, these are all of the things that I think our church needs to be healthy, to be whole. These are all of the things that I think we need from resources to people. These are the programs that I think we need. This is, these are the facility things that I think we need. And every thing that I brought forward to the Lord, I kind of like went a little bit further in my seat, a little bit further going like, how the heck am I going to do this? And I sat forward for a long time, and gradually a little bit of anxiety is just sitting in my chest as I figured out that it's probably not practical for me to run 14 different programs this year. And I sat back and I did something that I actually haven't done. Instead of pulling out a whiteboard and trying to dream and scheme, what I did is I just sat back and I slumped into my chair and I just went, Lord, I can't do any of those things. I can't make any of them happen. And I don't think you're asking me to. This year, God, lead me only into that which you have called me to be part of. Put my hand only where you want my hand to be. Put my mind only where you want my mind to be. And it was like the peace of heaven sat on my chest. All of a sudden, I wasn't operating from a, this is what I should be doing. Not from a, this is what I need to be doing, but from a, this is what heaven needs me to do. And heaven needs me to be a great father. Heaven needs me to be an amazing husband. Heaven needs me to spend more time with Jesus than I spend planning on whiteboards. Heaven needs me to be praying and interceding for our community. Heaven needs me to be prophetic and pioneering and leaning into what it means to be a prophet. Heaven doesn't need me to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and everything else under the sun. Lead me, Jesus. Lead me on. And I tell you what, something happened in that moment for me where I just went, I think there are a lot of things that Jesus is leading us into this year. And if you're new and you're like, what is this 
kind of faith story that you're talking about, we believe deeply that Jesus is not just an idea. He's not just meant to make you morally good. He's meant to heal and renew your heart and lead you into flourishing. He's meant to make your relationships better. He's meant to make you more culturally alive and in tune with who you have been made to be. He's meant to make you more full of faith, more full of grace, more patient, more kind, more gentle, more full of self-control. This is what happens when you actually meet the good news. It gets in you, and it starts to come out of you, and it starts to be peace not just around you or peace as an idea, but peace in your heart, peace to live. In the scriptures, it says, instead of worrying, that's what we read out before, kowa e manuka nuka. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been to a bunch of churches, and sometimes my cynical self hears things like that, and I'm just like, don't, don't, don't worry about it. Just pray about it. And I'm like, what do you think I've been doing? I've been praying the whole flipping time. If it's a big deal, I'm going to be praying, bro. Right? But it's interesting how we can lean into a sense of, I'm going to work this out. My brain is going to work this out. And Jesus is going, hey, go back, pray. Be led by prayer, not by your own solutions that you make up and come up with. Now, it's not to say that our journey with Jesus is doing nothing, of going, oh, well, Lord, have your way. He's like, well, you know, if you've got a challenging relationship, you can't just sit in your seat and pray, have your way. Go and buy some flowers for your wife. Tell them that you love them. You know, it's not just a, a, an idle thing that's going on. But we let our petitions and our praise, and I tell you why one of the reasons why worship is so important, what we do. One of the reasons why it's so important is because what you worship, you become more like, right? What you celebrate, you experience more. And so the more that we celebrate and worship God, the more that we get God's heart. And the more that we get God's heart, we bump into his ideas. And if you didn't know, his ideas are pretty good. They work pretty well. And this is the invitation that he's leading us into. So when I allow God to, to lead me, when I pray and let God bring the solutions, I can walk in peace because then I can walk into a situation and go, Lord, if this is not your will and this crashes and burns, this is your fault because I'm following you, right? There's a peace in that. There's something about going, this is not all on my shoulders. Lord, this is your invitation. And so I'm going to trust you wherever you call me. And I want to ask you, what is the invitation that God is asking of you this year? How is he inviting you to allow him to lead you? Are you the solution bringer in your family? Are you the one that comes up with all the plans? You're a little bit anxious, a little bit on edge, a little bit stressy, but you've got all the good ideas. Maybe God's inviting you into peace. Maybe you've wrestled and wrestled and wrestled with substance addiction or whatever else, and you just feel like you can't get free. You need to lean back in and go, Lord Jesus, lead me. Lead me into waters that refresh me, that restore me, that heal me. Maybe it's you've been suffering under mental health stuff for a long, long time. And you've read every book and you've read every plan. You've gone to see every doctor and some, for some reason things just don't seem to move. Maybe there's an invitation that's waiting for you where Jesus is going, Hey, I'm on the sidelines eating popcorn, watching let me play as well. Let me in. Let me in on the game. Invite me in to the healing and resurrection. So a little, little uh, quick test of, of trust for us, okay? 
Pete Scazzaro, who's um, the emotionally healthy spirituality guru guy, if you don't know, he offers a brief assessment as to whether you are healthily walking in, in with, with God and what he calls loving union or not, okay? Five being always true, one being never true of me, okay? Whakarongomai. Five being always true, one being never true. Okay, one, my highest priority is to take time each day to remain in loving union with Jesus. Everyone's like, five. I offer God full access to my interior life as I make decisions, interact with team members, and initiate new plans. I wait to say yes or no to new opportunities until I have sufficient time to prayerfully and carefully discern what God's will is. I routinely step away from leadership or life demands and make time to delight in God's gift, eating with friends, listening to music, getting in nature, etc. I have dedicated uh, and regular practices of meditating on Scripture in order to commune with and be transformed by Jesus. I regularly set aside time for experience of solitude and silence that enable me to be still and undistracted in God's presence. I am relaxed, comfortable with, and prayerful about my limits, my available gifts, time, energy, knowledge, as well as the limits of those around me. When I become aware that I am anxious or feeling emotionally triggered in my life, I slow down to be with God, myself, and possibly even other friends. I maintain spiritual rhythms and practices that enable me to delight in God regardless of the expectation, needs, or opportunities around me. And I am routinely aware of and think about God during my waking hours, at work or at home, while doing routine tasks such as errands, exercising, eating, being with friends, or whatever. Now, if you have said one to every single one of those things, don't feel condemned. See, tests can, you can be, hear a test like that and be like, oh man, I'm none of those things. But instead of seeing them as condemnation, what we need to see them as opportunity. The opportunity that waits for us is that, actually, if we were answering one for all of those things, the truth is, is that we're not walking in the good news that God offers us. And the good news is meant to bring whole life and healing to us. Now, you'll, if you said, ah, oh, yep, five for all of those things, then um, I'm handing in my resignation and you are now the leader of the church. Uh, no, I'm just joking. Uh, but you know you're not experiencing this loving union when, one, you can't shake the pressure you feel from having too much to do in too little time. You're always rushing. You routinely fire off quick opinions and judgments, are often fearful about the future, are overly concerned what others think, are defensive and easily offended, are routinely preoccupied and distracted, consistently ignore the stress, anxiety, and tightness of your body, feel unenthusiastic or threatened by the success of others, routinely spend more time talking than listening. So, first Sunday back, and Aaron just couldn't help but pull out his challenger lever, could he? Everyone was like, just nurture us into the year. It's not happening. We're going straight in, 24, 20, oh, 2024, challenger out. And why I want to say this is because I think that the year ahead, that God is wanting to not just work inside of us to do wonderful things, but work inside of us so that we have the ability to see what God is doing around us. Too many of us have been faithful, but not full of faith. And I think, I think God wants to transform faithfulness to a tangible sense of, Lord, I love you. Oh, I'm with you. 
People can turn up every Sunday for their entire lives and not be transformed and changed. And I want to tell you the truth, that this is not what we pray for. This is not what we believe for. We are longing for the transformative power of the gospel to get inside of us, rescue us, heal us, make us better, make us different, right? And so some of you have already sat in a chair like this, and you've already made your plans. This is how I'll overcome this. This is how I will grow this business. This is how I will restore this relationship. This is how I'm going to do this with my children. And Jesus is literally on the sidelines with the popcorn going, awesome. You want to do this together or is this a you thing? In all honesty, the future of your dreams is not the future that you can conceive in your mind. It is the future that you receive through prayer where Jesus leads you. Something different happens there. When you receive a future through Jesus, something happens in your heart where you go, man, I think that might actually be hard work. That's going to be challenging. But I feel now called, called into this so that no matter what the hill, what the mountain might be, I'm going to walk that way regardless. Yeah? And there is a difference between those that work hard and strive and those that feel called. And this morning what I want to do is if you've never felt that sense of like, I've, I've never felt that sense of being called by Jesus. We just want to pray hands. And it doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for a long time. It's not a, a judgment sense. It's either you feel that sense or not. But we want to pray that the calling of heaven would pull you up and into this year. Kapai, in a different way. And if, if you are um, thinking about a potential prayer you could pray this year, here's what I want you to pray. Lord Anoint me to the measure that you can trust me and put your finger on anything in my life that would impede your trust. Repeat after me. Lord, anoint me to the measure that you can trust me and put your finger on anything in my life that would impede your trust. So we're saying, God, I want to walk with you. Give me all of the things that you can trust me to carry and help me notice the things that are going to stop me from walking into the wholeness that I want to. Help me notice my defensiveness. Help me notice my anger. Help me notice my frustration. Help me notice my defensiveness. Whatever it, whatever it is that's going on, help me notice because I tell you what, the closer you get to Jesus, the more you realize how not self-aware you are. Right? Everyone thinks they're ultra self-aware. You get closer to Jesus and he's like, hey, have you thought about that? You're like, no. <laughs> but you obviously have. And so we want to pray our future reality, our future into reality. And um, this is what one of the, uh, an amazing bishop, he said this. He said, for whatever reason, since humankind showed up on the scene, God does nothing in this world without a willing human partner. But if God has you as a human partner, you have God as a divine partner. Then anything becomes possible. And I think Jesus is inviting us this year to become partners with him in a new way. To go, Lord, I need you to be walk with me. And then Jesus is inviting us the same. I need you to walk with me. Let's do this thing together. Kapai, let's stand together.
if you feel comfortable, why don't you just begin to say, come Holy Spirit. That's all you have to say. No my way to a tapu. No my. No my. You can just repeat that over and over again. If you're new and you're like, I don't even know what you're talking about, what we're talking about is we believe that the, the, the Spirit of God is made available to us to strengthen us, to lead us, to heal us. And our invitation for the Spirit is us saying, God, lead us in a new way. Help us to surrender to your will in a new way. So why don't you just begin to say, come Holy Spirit. No my way to a tapu. No my. Let's just, um, if you feel comfortable, open up your hands. Lord Jesus, we, just, we, we, we deeply need you. We've tried everything to do life on our own. And man, we hit the ground way harder than we thought we would. We thought our ideas were going to work and they just didn't. We thought that if we had a good plan, that that would be enough. And somehow we, even if we executed that good plan, our hearts still felt somewhat empty. We thought that if we could just get that job or if we could just get that degree or if we could just get free from this or free from that, then that would make all of the difference. But it turns out our whole self was designed to know and be connected with you. And Lord, we need that today. We need your spirit today. We need your kindness today. Breathe over us. So the, this morning, I just want to invite, if you don't know Jesus and you're coming into this year going, I don't even know how to say, lead me, but you know that you want to you wanna invite Jesus into your life, you want to invite him to lead you because you've tried leading yourself, and just with every eye closed, why don't you just lift your hand? We just want to make that available. The first Sunday of the year, if you want to look at 2024 differently, why don't you just feel free to invite your hand. If there's anyone here that wants to do that, kapai. If not, that's so fine. You feel free to come. Yeah, I see that hand. Awesome. Bless you. Amazing. Kapai. And now this is what we want to do. If, you've, if you want to walk into this year and you want a sense of like, I need to feel called by Jesus, what we're going to do is we're going to invite uh, uh, Kaitiaki and now other leaders up, um, people that are trusted in prayer, and we're just going to pray really quickly. We're going to anoint um, you with heaven and pray that Jesus would fill you. Um, and and uh, we want to do that now. So if you have that sense, you want to feel called walking into 2024, why don't you just come forward and we're going to pray with you. Kapoi. We're going to end the service by doing our karakia now so that we can begin praying together for those that are going to come and respond. And even if you just want to come, even if you do feel called, but you just want to, just someone to just pray real quickly and go, man, bless you, may Jesus fill you this year. We're going to do that. Okay, let's do our prayer together. Kia orangia koe te ariki, kia tāwharau tia. Kia whitia koe e tānamatāho, kia atawhaitia, kia aruatu te ariki, kia koe, kia tau te rangi mārie, hoho te rongo, tau mai te mauri, homie e, hui e. Awesome, kia ora koutou. So if you want to come now, feel free.